Welcome, my babies, <laughs> my bustering, my blustering, bubbling baby boys and girls who flock back <laughs> to this podcast every week on iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, etc. Everyone in the whole world on this planet, on every corner of the earth, listens to this show. It is a requirement by law. Thank you. <laughs> it is the Michael Dupree Variety Hour. It is a comedy it, well, art showcase and comedy show where we have musicians and poets and and, and and painters and actors and all sorts of stuff. And today we have musicians. Their name of the band is Pancho Villa's Skull. It is Tony. To- I almost called you Tony, which is not your name. <laughs> I get that all the time. Tino and Rolando Ibarra, there you go. which yeah. I just learned. Ibarra. Ibarra, yeah. That was close. I was, <laughs> uh, it was, it, there's nuance to it that I just have not <laughs> trained my tongue to do. Yeah. Uh, and they are a mariachi punk band, which yeah. is something, like I said before, and I will say it again, <laughs> something that I don't think I've ever seen in another band, at least not in the way that you guys do it. Right. Um, so tell me a little bit about you guys. Let's let's have you guys introduce yourself. So who, what is your name? What do you do in the band? And if you were to uh, buy something at a pawn shop, that was very rare and very precious. What would you buy? Oh, dang. Uh, let's see. Uh, my name is Tino Ibarra. I play guitar, do the singing. Um, I write the songs, lyrics, mm-hmm. mostly. And uh, the pawn shop thing. Uh, dang, what would I buy at a pawn shop? And uh, it has an ancient curse on it. Oh, it has an ancient so, curse. And what would the curse be? Okay. Um, it'd be a pocket knife. Mm-hmm. That's ancient curse would be it cut nothing. It cut, oh man! <laughs> <laughs> so well, it would be just uh, on display then. Yeah, so it would just be on like this is a nice pocket knife, but you can't do nothing with it. If someone's like, hey, can I uh, use this? And be like, what happens if they try to cut with it? It it's just doesn't work. Nothing. Or it just doesn't work. It's just annoying. That's <laughs> it just like rubs against that's it. That's the curse. It's just it, super annoying. It adds more yeah. every time. <laughs> you cut. Oh, no, it gets harder to cut. Every that would time actually you try. be really useful if you think <laughs> if you think about it in the right way. I guess like someone accidentally like cut like like a, your your phone cord or something right, like yeah. i got this i got this cut a bit yeah that'd be actually and, uh, <laughs> i'm rolando uh, i do all the percussion um and basically almost everything else <laughs> uh fill in rolled like percussion backup vocals i also record and mix uh everything that we do uh run most of the social media stuff so mm-hmm. and if i were to get something super rare is my stuff cursed also? Yes. Oh, crap. Because <laughs> I was going to say, like, a camera or, like, a really old U87. I guess if I got, like, a like an old U87, but, like, the curse was that the person haunting it came on every recording <laughs> that you recorded something with. It's, like, stood there. Yeah, so, like, you get this really nice, like, old tube mic, but then every time you record something, he's also, like, heckling your takes. What's his, <laughs> what's his opinion? Like, what, what, what's his personality? Uh, dude, straight up old, old, uh, <laughs> old grandma from Queens, you know, <laughs> like, like oh. heckling you. Just what you like, blueberry pie. Yeah. <laughs> just yeah, talking over I all your takes. Need to do another take. Yeah, <laughs> it's like no, we don't. This is going well. <laughs> this is not how we did it in Forest Hills back in the day. That would actually be a great podcast. <laughs> yeah, it'd be classic. Yeah, that was my old lady from Queens. She's from Forest Hills. Goes on her mom's. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> Shout out to Queens. Shout out to Queens. Bye, Queens. It's <laughs> a so long queen. So you guys are brothers. Yeah. Um, yeah. As far as I know, you could be lying. <laughs> uh, we're, we're for real brothers. So uh, got same a tattoo. Pa- same parents and everything. You got the same. Well, I know plenty of people that have the same tattoo. That doesn't mean that they're related. <laughs> it means that they have a similar tattoo. No, well, not so many other people would get a old prison gang tattoo on them. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> yeah, it's not a current too. prison gang. Uh, Not that I know of. According yeah. to according to my grandma, uh, everybody else is dead. Yeah, so. it's a tattoo mm. that our grandpa had. Oh, okay. So, so uh, tell me a little bit about how you guys got started with music and uh, how you guys decided to start a band together. Uh, well, started with music. I mean, it's always been around. Um, our mom's dad is a music was a musician. Uh, he played trumpet and did a lot of singing. 
Mm-hmm. Uh, he did like a lot of Tejano music and singing in his church. Uh, so, I mean, people ask me, like, where I learned how to sing. I always just say, like, right there in my grandpa's living room. I mean, that's, you know, where I learned about music. He'd let me, like, play the harmonica and sing along and stuff like that. And then um, played in various bands around the Detroit area for a few years. And then uh, I started doing this solo maybe about six years ago, something like that. Um, and then... Uh, a couple years ago, uh, or maybe about just year, one. about one, yeah, about one year ago, the beginning he, of last uh, year, he joined the band. Uh, he was living in Chicago for a while, so right on. So it was originally just like a solo. Yeah, it was really just like thing. a solo thing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And uh, so, tell me about like describe Pancho Villa Skulls sound. That's a that's a lot, mouthful. Uh, that's his Pancho Villa Skulls. It's uh, <laughs> <laughs> what did I just say? Like politically charged, mm-hmm. uh, you know, Mexican folk punk. <laughs> which is if you think of mariachi music that's just mexican folk music yeah so it's kind of the best way to describe it to yeah. people who a lot of people you know you think mariachi they they automatically think they're like you know going to on the border on a friday or something yeah. and you're gonna play la bamba for them and yeah <laughs> you know that's not that's definitely not what we do at all mm-hmm. um you know we are an acoustic duo um, but Tino always says that we're like acoustic, like the Violent Femmes or the acoustic, you know, mm-hmm. <laughs> like we're, we're loud. Uh, it's, you know, it's, it's punk, it's real punk. It's loud, fast, and it's, you know, has a, has an important message, <coughs> at least to, you know, to us and to, you know, some other people who have come out and seen us. People always ask us if we want chairs when we come to like play shows because <laughs> uh, they're an acoustic band. Like, do you guys need like a chair? Are you gonna stand? I'm mm-hmm. like, nah, I'm not gonna need that chair. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, why? Uh, what? Uh, what about? Uh, how do you pronounce it? Mariachi. 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 Yeah. Uh, what? How? What about it is uh, is is important to you to wanna to to make music like that and to incorporate it into your punk sound? Uh, well, for me, when I started doing this, it was kind of just like. I mean, just writing in Spanish and the whole mariachi thing was to, like, get back to my roots, mm-hmm. especially with music. Um, and I was kind of, like, relearning speaking Spanish and doing all that. And, uh, you know, I just wanted to incorporate that into the music that I was doing. And then I was really influenced by bands like um, like Gogol Bordello or The Pogues, yep. you know, those bands. And, you know, the are more like gypsy punk. Yeah, they're like gypsy punk. And mm-hmm. then, like, The Pogues with um, the Celtic punk thing. Yep. They're using their own heritage, but, like, doing it with, like, a punk rock, you know, um, blend. Um, so that's kind of where that came from. Mm-hmm. So um, tell me a little bit about um, this first song that you guys are going to play. Uh, no Mas. No Mas. Uh, no Mas I wrote about um, just general violence here in the United States, especially when it comes to um, you know police brutality, which I think is something that is very poignant today, mm-hmm. uh, especially with the um, acquittal of the officer who killed Philando Castile. Yep. Um, and so it was kind of something that was, you know, really weighing on my heart. And I, uh, I just, you know, I just, me writing songs is just how I deal with the world around me. Yeah. And so that was kind of something that I, um, that I just needed to get out. All like, right. So. Cool. So let's get to this first song. This is, uh, um, this is going to be No Mas by Pancho Villa Skull. I didn't say it right. I don't think. <laughs> you did. Yeah. I no did. Mas. All right. Cool. No, no Mas. mas. All right. Protesta, protesta, protesta la matanza, protesta, protesta, protesta la matanza, protesta, protesta, protesta la matanza, protesta, protesta, protesta la matanza.
Yeah, heck yeah. That was fresh. And that was beautiful. Uh, tell me a little bit about what that song was like. Tell me about that song. Tell me about uh, what went the process going into writing it. Uh, it. Like I said, going into writing it, I was kind of just dealing with a lot of like um, the uh, the police brutality that was been going on in mm-hmm. the United States, and then um, you know, uh, like the first line of the song is "Aquí estamos otra vez hablando de otro asesinato en las calles," which is uh, "Here we are again." talking about another murder in the streets Mm -hmm. um and so it was just kind of me dealing with all that and then how um like in the second verse it says black white and brown we all need to figure it out um and i say it in spanish but it says that you know in the eyes of god everything is equal like we're all equal and we just need to realize that um so we need to deal with some of those in-house issues here we all need to realize that we're really we're all the same Mm -hmm. more than we are different so why do you feel what is why do you feel it's important to uh to sing about uh, po- political things in, in music rather than maybe something, uh, you know, more superficial or, <laughs> or you know, even the less, like, cynical sense, like, you know, romance or anything like that. I mean, I do those songs, too. Mm-hmm. But uh, <laughs> yeah. uh, I think it's, for me, it's just, I mean, it's just the world we live in right now is a very politically charged world. And, yeah. I mean, I feel like this is my way of doing something. Um, you know, I can't make it out to every rally. I can't make it to every, you know, protest, but you know, I'm always doing this. I mean, I can do this. Yeah. I can use this to use my voice, you know? Um, and we do go to those things we do, to, but you know, sometimes it's just, we can't, you know, I would like to do it all, but I can't. And so as long as I know that I'm doing this, I'm doing something. I yeah. need to do something. I think for <laughs> us, uh, growing up together, uh, especially, you know, my mom would always, uh, instilling us to make sure you're always backing up your brother yeah and uh you know even though this obviously is my blood my blood brother Mm -hmm. you know we have uh, brothers and sisters in the streets you know that are out here um you know fighting for a lot of things other than you know obviously this particular song is about police brutality but a lot of our songs are about uh immigrant rights or you know the politics that are going on in other countries Mm -hmm. um in places like venezuela even places like here in hamtramck where just this week um ICE came up and rounded up people, like lots of people, busloads of people, yeah, and they're sending them back to places where they're likely to be t- at least targeted, if not actually killed, yeah, for their religion. And it just frustrates me, um, especially living in America, a place where people came originally to escape uh, religious persecution, that we would do that to somebody else. Um, and you know, the song is is you, you know, is, it is what it is. Um, and we're talking about what we're talking about. A lot of our songs are kind of in that same vein where we're speaking about, uh, you know, political things or social things that are really important to us. And it's not just enough to say, hey, this is a problem. You know, we're we're <coughs> trying to actually get out there and do something about it at the same time. Yeah. So um, tell me about, about where the name Pancho Villa Skull, com- Skull comes from, because like, Pancho Villa um, was the Mexican revolutionary yep. um, general, um, and there's that story of his skull <laughs> being stolen. Um, yeah. <laughs> so I, I'm sorry, I just stole your answer, but no, 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 but um, like, why? What is? It's kind of it's kind of funny because everybody you know expects it to be a bigger thing than it is. I was just talking to some girl at a show the other day, so I'm like, I'll pass out. She's like, my uh, great grandpa always talk about how Pancho Villa tried to kill him or something like that. And I was like, that's a weird story, but. Uh, <laughs> Uh, yeah, really, I was just reading up on Pancho Villa, and then, um, and whatever I was reading, it said, you know, Pancho Villa's skull was stolen, and then I was like, oh, that kind of make a cool band name, you know, Pancho Villa's skull, mm-hmm. and then, uh, I just kind of hung on to that, when I started doing that, this, um, that's what I named the band, so. Nice. It could have been named Zapata Zapatos, which I thought was weird, which I, th- I like the alliteration, I thought it was funny. What, what does that mean? It's like Zapata shoes. Oh. It, it sounds funnier <laughs> in Spanish. <laughs> oh. <laughs> so, um. Earlier this year, and you're actually wearing the shirt. You uh, you did a fundraiser for the Michigan uh, Pitbull Education Project. Yep. Yeah. Uh, tell me about that a little bit. About how why that why that's something you're passionate about. Uh, that's his. Yeah. Answer. So <laughs> for me, I actually work at the uh, Oakland County Animal Control, mm-hmm. and so it wasn't really until I started working there that I'd ever really even interacted with a pit bull. Oh, really? Um, and I just seen how even even in my own work 
they're so strongly discriminated against. Mm-hmm. Whereas uh, L. Brooks Patterson's policies that are over the shelter, you can't even adopt a pit bull out to the public. They have to put the pressure on rescues that are overrun and volunteer based and foster based to get these pit bulls out. And we have, you know, 50, 60 of them at a time sitting in the shelter. Some of them have been there for nine months. Um, in some cases, they're there for a year, yeah. if not longer. Um, and that's just, you know, within the shelter, outside of the shelter, they're so discriminated against as. Uh, you know, awful dogs, violent, uh, murderous, you know, they're, they're not good pets and all this stuff. And it really frustrated me because I was working with these dogs every day. I would work with dogs who were taken out of dog fighting rings yeah. and would come and sit on my lap and lick my face, Yeah, <laughs> you know? Um, and so it kind of hurt me to see this dog treated as something less than what it is yeah. just because of how it looks. And it kind of made me reflect on myself because I know what that feels like. I know what it's like to be pulled out of a car by border patrol and say, you need to prove you're an American citizen. Well, I don't have any papers because I'm from here. <laughs> yeah. You know, I have my driver's license. That's all I got. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it kind of brought those same parallels, um, you know, up in my life. And that's why I thought it was really important to do something for the Michigan Pitbull Education Project, who is one of the best rescues around. And I, like I said, I work at the county, so I work with a few of them. Um, they're one of the like, the number one pullers. We have another great rescue there now, DOG, Do Only Good. Um, but MPEP, for a long time, was the only person that would come to the shelter. Mm-hmm. Um, and they're pulling, you know, five, six, seven dogs a week sometimes. They're doing the home checks by themselves, paying to drive out as far as places like Grand Rapids and Lansing and stuff to do the home checks. And then they're coming back, and then they're picking up the dogs and driving them back there, you know. Yeah. And they're so dedicated, and, the, and they're just volunteers, and they, they pay the money out of their pocket. Um, on top of that, they have an outreach program in Flint that provides for over 75 dogs that live life on a chain, providing them with housing, uh, food, water, and then trying to educate the owners about you know how to actually take care of a dog. And that's one of the other reasons I like MPAP. A lot of rescues, um, they come around and they see a dog on a chain and they think, what a crappy owner, what a crappy person, yeah. what a low life. Um, and MPAP is, how can we help this dog and how can we educate this owner yeah to where we can get the dog inside you know and that that uh, project alone is you know very costly for them and that doesn't even include them uh, spearheading legislation uh, to you know stop breed discrimination uh, going in like just recently Melvindale did a door-to-door where they were taking people's dogs out of their home because they looked like a pit bull and Terry the president there is that legal uh, no, it's not. Okay. <laughs> L- L- Terry went right away and was in the mayor's office. You know, what other rescue is going to be actually, you know, knocking on the mayor's door, you know, and doing this stuff and really being out there for, you know, these dogs and their owners. Um, and that's why we did the fundraiser for them, which is actually brings us around. We're doing another one uh-huh. uh, here in July 14th at the Pike Room um, with a whole bunch of great bands. In our hometown of In our, our first show to, as a duo in Pontiac, um, that's our show. Yeah, we did. It's also like our first like headlining show in yeah. Pontiac. It's like nice. it's, so. <laughs> it's like it's really special night for us. We're playing with Scientific Sunshine, the Picassos, the West Side Rebellions coming over from Grand Rapids and the Old Adage, and then we're also playing on top of all those great bands. That's um, a great lineup to support this rescue. So yeah, it's I, it's going to be a really fun night. I'm really happy we're supporting this rescue. Um, you know, every I've had known a few people in my life that have owned pit bulls, and every single pit bull that I've ever known in my life has yeah. been like one of the most lovable dogs. Yeah, I, I my roommate, uh, my last roommate before now, she had a pit bull, and he he was the sweetest dog you could yeah, have ever. Yeah, they're known. just they're just gigantic Still babies. Is. Um, yeah. but yeah, this uh, this show we got coming up is just I'm so stoked that we got all these bands in one yeah. spot. Like I love all these bands from around town and Grand Rapids, and so it's really cool for us to do this show and it's like a stacked you know lineup and then it's, it's a, for a really good cause that's and uh you said july 14th right yeah right. july 14th so that's that a friday this friday yep this upcoming friday <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, from when this is released yeah right um, <laughs> it's, it's ten dollars um, like, what oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's a little yeah. bit before july 10th I'm talking to the <laughs> <people>. <laughs> this recording yeah the doors are at so it's at the pike room which is uh one saginaw street in pontiac michigan mm-hmm. uh, it's ten dollars um, and it's uh, start doors are at 7 p.m. It's all ages, so you can bring, you know, your siblings, your kids, or whoever. Um, it's going to be a really fun night. Another thing about this lineup, um, I had kind of a lineup 
set in place and uh, the other acts fell through and I kind of went back to the drawing board and I decided I was going to pick people who a lot like us were said, oh, you're awesome, but you really just don't fit. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so that's kind of what I went back in and, and picked all these great bands who have... Like misfits. Yeah. yeah. Well, I'm I've sure I've heard that. Oh, you're awesome. I love what you do. But I can't really put you on this show. Yeah, it doesn't <laughs> work. You know, it's, uh, it's just really frustrating to hear that from a lot of people who talk so much about supporting their local music and supporting diversity in their local scene, yeah. but won't, you know, support these artists who are doing something different outside of the realm yeah uh and that's why it was important for me you know on top of all of that to bring this specific group together very nice and uh if someone can't make it to this friday show what are some other ways that they can support um the michigan the i already forgot the name yeah uh, the michigan <laughs> pitbull, <laughs> education michigan pitbull education you can project. go to yeah. mish uh pip it's mish pitbull education dot org mm-hmm. they sell shirts i have one on right now but you can't see it's it. a very fashionable it's shirt. really cool Uh, They sell shirts, they sell hats, they sell decals. Mm -hmm. um, And that's like the number one way is like the shirts or hoodies and tank tops and like all that stuff. Um, That's like the number one way you can, you know, support them. Mm -hmm. Or um, on that same website, mishpipleducation.org, is a link to donate. You can donate just at one time. You can set it up as a monthly thing. Also, if you shop at Kroger, you can uh, use set them up as a benefit of your Kroger card oh, wow. to where they'll get a certain percentage of your monthly shopping at Kroger. Um, and you can do that with a lot of different 501c3s, but uh, specifically do it for them. <laughs> uh, I'm trying to think of what else. Yeah, that's like... I didn't know Kroger did stuff like that. Yeah, it's, it's, cool. r- it's really awesome. Um, yeah, so those are one of the few ways you can support them. Or you can come out to the Oakland County Animal Control 1700 Brown Road and adopt a dog. Yeah. <laughs> and another thing you can do is call Brooks Patterson and tell him to stop discriminating against dogs because of how they look and making it way, way, way harder for them to get adopted when they're just as good as another dog. It's crazy. There's so many dogs on the restricted breed list, Dobermans, Pitbulls, American Bulldogs, blah, 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 but there's not a German Shepherd who has more bites per year yeah than other dogs because they're police dogs so they can't discriminate against them yeah so you know just <laughs> stuff to think <laughs> Something about to think about <laughs> so uh your guys get back to the music a little bit you yeah. uh you have an ep that you released last december yeah uh called the mariachi punk ep uh tell us a little bit about that about uh about, about writing that and, re- and and the kind of the process of of releasing it okay uh well some of these songs i wrote a while ago mm-hmm. um and i had released them solo but um i felt like it didn't really like the recordings that were out didn't really reflect who we were as a band anymore so to mm-hmm. do a couple of the songs full band i just you know i really wanted to do that and then um the two the two newer ones like no mas the one we just did and then uh Warita, which is actually you know a, a song about my wife it's kind of just it's more of like a goofy song mm-hmm. about my wife and it's more of just a it's a dance song um it's just about a little like funny thing that happened in Me- like we, we were in mexico and like the little shoeshine boys thought she was like really cute and like one like was like told me as my dad overheard him saying like that guy's doing all right because he's married to that girl <laughs> so <laughs> uh and so i just thought that was like a really funny like thing that happened and um yeah, I really like little Mexican Shushan boys are the best. <laughs> <laughs> All right, and so what lies in the future for uh, uh, Pancho Villa Skull? I almost called you El Pancho Villa. Uh, we got, <laughs> know you know, we're always playing shows, so check our Facebook. Yeah. We're we're not. Uh, we tried to like limit our number of shows per month, but we we're just dudes that love playing. So yeah, yeah it's, a lot of people are like, <laughs> you need to not play as many shows. But like, dude, we're gonna play all the time, dude. Yeah. Well, I mean, love some it. people can make some, some people can't make some. Yeah, so, so yeah. you know, we love playing. Uh, that's really all we have lined up. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's just playing shows. Like I said, that show July the fourteenth, this, uh, this upcoming Friday. Yeah, um, is a really big deal for us. Uh, Do you have any recordings in the future coming? Um, any new albums? Possibly. We've been, I've been doing a lot of writing. Um, mm-hmm. I usually write lyrics before I write music, so yeah. I've been doing a lot of writing. Um, so hopefully, maybe next year we can get something new out uh, while we tour with this one a little bit more. Um, hopefully, we're going to be hitting the Southwest in November, which is kind of a ways away. Um, so we're doing like, trying to book the tour for that now. Um, we're doing a few out-of-state shows, you know, just like here and there. Like uh, last year, we toured the East Coast, um, and so in like some different places around the Midwest. We're trying to hit those again, just kind of you know keep you know uh, outside of Michigan a little bit. 
um, to kind of, you know, progress the band. And then, um, yeah, like you said, just playing shows. Um, just, you know, we just love to play. And I really have a hard time saying no to shows, especially because for so long nobody was asking us to play. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like, people were like, oh, you're cool. But like you said, like, nobody would ask us to play because, yeah. you know, it's like, it doesn't fit this style or whatever. So, I mean, uh, I have. I have to remember sometimes, like, I can't say yes to everything. Yeah. But, yeah. uh, yeah. yeah. So we've been playing around. Uh, I mean, I guess by the time this comes out, we'll have just played New York City last week. And I'm sure it was an, it was an awesome show. <laughs> uh, we played with The Loneliers. They kill it every time. Uh, yeah. Check them out. They're, they're called The Loneliers yeah. from Queens. They're awesome. Also, yeah. check out the whole Pigeon Pack. Mosley Jones, the skates, all of them. They're so shout sick. Shout out to Queens. Yeah, shout yeah, out shout to Queens out again. Shout, <laughs> out <to> <laughs> shout, out <to laughs> shout out to Queens. Shout out to Brooklyn. They were my dogs for real. Yeah. So Queens and Brooklyn. Man, always, okay. always holding it down in New York City. Yeah. All right. So what is this next song that you guys are going to be performing? Uh, this next song looks called uh, Sangre Inmigrante. It's one of those songs I wrote a while back. Um, it's kind of about how... Um, it means immigrant blood, so it means mm-hmm. how like unless you're like 100%, you know, Native American, you are somehow an immigrant to this country. Mm-hmm. Um, and like, there's a line in the song that says, uh, you know, we're all children of another country through our blood, you know, through our bloodline. So we, um, it's for me, it's something that you know we need to recognize in ourselves that we are all somehow an immigrant to this country. Mm-hmm. Um, and then you know, as seeing yourself as a global citizen, like for me, it means just caring about more than what's going on in your own backyard. You know, and just kind of like being aware of the world around you, because a lot of people just want to like, especially now, they just want to care about what's 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 in it for me. Yeah. You know what they who you vote for, like, how is that going to affect me? But how is that? And they don't think about how that's going to affect the world as right. a whole. Um, and so, uh, you know, it really, that's kind of what this song is about. Cool. Yeah, so this song goes out to ICE. I've been trying to get them to come out to our show on yeah, the 14th. Yeah, we've, uh, we've, <laughs> um, we've, we've invited them. ICE to a few shows. Are you, you know, are you serious? Yeah, yeah. I, I, I tweet at them, uh, <laughs> you know, a bunch of every day. <laughs> I just, all I want is I just want one agent to come to our show July 14th um, and <laughs> cage wrestle me to the death. That's all <laughs> That's all I've been asking for, so just set it up, yeah. Trump. Come on, Trump. And, and I'm sure he, he will pay the legal fees. Yeah. He was <laughs> hey, man, I'll, I'll fight Trump. <laughs> he, if, if there's anything Trump's known for, it's go it's going through on his word to pay the legal fees. I mean, he, uh, yeah, well, he you know he wants to tell people to get into fights and stuff like that. I mean, uh, I'll yeah. give him an ultimate. We'll get we both get six months to train. Mm-hmm. It'll, be on, it'll be on HBO. Ultimate Fighting Neut- Championship we'll presents n- Neutral Turf. Yeah. The drummer neutral from Pancho Villa. We'll do it in Canada. We'll do it in Canada. Neutral Turf. It'll, yeah. s- it'll, it'll still sell out in Canada. They're going to yeah. love yeah. it. They're yeah. Love it. You know, I would pay to see we'll that. We'll let Trudeau be the ref. I mean. He's <laughs> <laughs> okay, just been the whole time winking at the audience. Yeah. yeah. All right. So, <laughs> so here's Sangre Immigrante. Imig- there you go. Sangre Immigrante. Yeah. Oh, okay. That wasn't there bad. It wasn't bad. <laughs> By Pancho Via Skull. By Pancho Via Skull. <laughs>
Yeah. Fresh. Always fresh. It's like weird playing and then getting warmed up and then breaking and then, <laughs> <laughs> and yeah. then going back yes. into it. Yes. That was wonderful. That was fresh. That was beautiful. I was yes, like, I was, was almost ready just to just go into another song. Like, yeah. normal. <laughs> <laughs> you like you had some vertigo for yeah, a second. Normally, we usually just go right into another song. <laughs> well, thank you guys so much for being on the show today. Thank you for um, having us. Thank you. Sure. Yeah, thank you. It was an absolute pleasure. Um, where can people find more from you guys on the internet? Uh, you can look us up at pontroviascull.bandcamp.com. There's a lot of music there. Mm-hmm. Um, also, equal equal recordings uh, bandcamp. Uh, we're on there. That's a uh, local Detroit uh, recording company, Complainers, also on there. Love those guys. Um, And you can look us up on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, all your usual uh, social media We also just recently got on Spotify. Yes, I forgot about Spotify. I was listening to you guys a lot this week. (laughs) I love Spotify. I recently, uh, you know, signed up for Spotify. It's good, bro. It's It's good. I don't know how good it is for the musicians, but it's yeah, good for me. <laughs> I, I mean, <laughs> I, I like to listen to it. Uh, you know, it's uh, good for me, and I'm a musician. Yeah, <laughs> that's good. <laughs> yeah, as long as our music's getting out there, you know, I, I'm cool with it. Great. So uh, thank you guys again for being on the show. Uh, yeah. Thank you guys. And make sure you guys go to this show on Friday at the Pike Room in Pontiac yeah. to support the Michigan Pitbulls Education Project. A program? Yes. Is it project yeah. or program? Project. project. Yeah, okay, yes. Right. Yeah. 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 <laughs> I pronounce that one right. M-Pep. Okay. You can just M-Pep. <laughs> M-Pep. Yeah, yeah, come out. There's so many, so many, so many great bands on the lineup. Yeah. Um, you know, aside from us, obviously. I'm going to do There's a lot of dancing. <laughs> You're the only <laughs> bad band on yeah. that. <laughs> yeah. That's why we're last. <laughs> go home early. Yeah. yeah. So, like, um, yeah, yeah, please, please, please come out to that. It's going to be a really special night. It's our first uh, headlining show in our hometown. We've worked really hard putting it together. Shout out to Chad and Mary and Mike and all the people that helped us uh, get that together at the Crowfoot. Uh, it's it it's going to be a really great time. Awesome. Thank you, guys. You have a wonderful day. Thanks. And we will be back after this. Michael Dupree Variety Hour on every podcast provider in the planet, on the planet, and around the planet. This is my favorite time of the year. It's 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 summertime. It's fun time. We uh, we uh, we sit around. We crack open a cold one. We just sit around and we sit outside on the front porch and we wait for our mailman to come. Well. My next guest on the show, he is a former United States mail carrier, and he has been delivered mail for, he had been delivered mail for decades. 40 years. 40 years straight? Yes, sir. 40 years straight. And your name is Jeff Jeffries. Jeff Jeffries in the flesh. How you doing? I'm doing good. Good to have you on the show, Jeff. It's good to be here. It's always always been a dream of mine to be on the radio one day. Well, uh, I got bad news for you, buddy. It's not radio. It's a podcast. Uh, come again, young man? It's a podcast. What in the hell is a podcast? Podcast is, uh, it's kind of like radio, but it's a uh, it, it's pre-recorded and it, you put it on like iTunes and Google Play and, and and all sorts of providers and you download it on your phone and you listen to it in your car while you're commuting to work. Are you talking about computers? Yes. You're not a computer man? I despise technology. You really? Let me tell you something. Please don't smoke in here. You know what? I've delivered mail for 40 decades Mm -hmm. to your parents Mm -hmm. I probably delivered your birth certificate Mm -hmm. I earned the right to smoke wherever the hell I please you probably you think and I'm gonna smoke in your damn studio you think you delivered uh podcast it's really it's it's, there's there's no windows in here man you think that uh birth certificates are delivered in the mail I deliver all things, all things that are good. Mm-hmm. I deliver bad news, too. What kind of bad news? Well, I delivered my own pink slip <laughs> when I got fired 
from the post office. Did you deliver it to your house? Sure as heck did. Did you know that's what it was when you were delivering it? No, I don't open mail on the job. Mm, okay, that's good. That's, well, I can't imagine why you were fired then. It was the technology. It was the iPods. Mm. Wait, what? iPods. iPods. You familiar with them? I'm familiar with them. They Listen, are... I didn't have a problem when kids first started coming around. They had the boom boxes, right? Mm-hmm. Then they had their Walkmans mm-hmm. and their Discmans, mm-hmm. and those things were fine. Yeah. They knew their place in society. Yep. But they when were for these... listening to music, and that was it. <sighs> That's correct. But when they came out with these God-forsaken iPods, mm-hmm. they started demanding equal rights. The iPods? They developed artificial intelligence. Excuse me? You heard me right. iPods have artificial intelligence? That's my understanding of the situation, and that's why they took my goddamn job. The iPods took your job? That's right. Well, what do you mean? Well, they got an email on them, don't they? Um, iPod touches do. You got to touch the thing to use it. I mean, what do you talk to it? <laughs> the, they it's, all you touch them all. It's a model. It's a mo- okay. It's a it's a version of the iPod where you can get your email on it. As far as I'm aware, mm-hmm. the iPods got emails on them. Yep. Next thing you know, people don't like writing letters no more. Oh. They don't like sending love letters. They don't like sending, you know, personal, notarized, even, different things. Even bills nowadays, they're all they're all sent going to the emails. <sighs> don't remind me. Mm-hmm. So, and, like, a lot of the things that people used to buy and have shipped, like video games or music or, or stuff like that, that's all, you know, on the Internet. Yep, that's true, and that's why... After 40 years, I dedicated my life, 40 years, Mm -hmm. rain, sleet, hail, tsunamis, (laughs) volcanic eruptions. Where were you that you had volcanic eruptions as a, on your way, on your mail route? I've delivered mail in every goddamn state in this beautiful country. Where is there a volcano in this country? Hawaii. Oh. (laughs) All 50 of them. I recognize them all. Wow. So, uh. You got, a, you got a beer drinking policy in here too, or yeah. what's what's your? Uh, I d- typically don't. Okay, people don't, don't typically shouldn't typically drink beer. Oh, I'm not your typical guest. Yeah, I guess you're not. What, what you got there? You got a natty ice. Uh, you know, uh, I kind of prefer the Miller High Life. Mm-hmm. Working beer for a working man. It's a champagne of beers. Mm-hmm, that's correct. God, chain smoking and just. just Chugging back beers. What else do I got to do? The damn iPods took my goddamn job. How long have you been without a job now? When that first iPod come out now, it's been about... Been about it had, it had to have been uh, over a couple, like, over a decade. It had been over a decade. Been about 14 years. The very first, so, the minute the first iPod came Gen out. Gen 1, Firewire only. <laughs> so you I know, know a little bit I know about a thing or two about my enemy. So you had the original Firewire port only iPod. Correct. You well, you didn't have it. You knew about it, and I that's knew, what took up, well. That's what took away your job. They didn't took have emails on those original ones, though. You know what? I don't think it matters much, though, because the kids they were too busy listening to goddamn music on them to write each other letters. Yeah, that's true. No, the communication was instantaneous at that point. People had the AOL Instant Messenger, and and all that stuff going on. They didn't want to send letters to anyone. I don't care for much of that. And so letters nowadays. Where what's the state of letters nowadays? It's all just junk mail. Yeah. It broke my heart. The last couple of years on the job, on the force, as I like to say. You were U.S. Postal, postal Service, right? Correct. Not UPS or FedEx or anything. United States Postal Service. hmm And the last couple of years on the job, I was just delivering crap, man. Mm-hmm. It wasn't even worth... There was no passion in it anymore. Lining a birdcage with. I mean, I had just coupons... Not even good deals anymore. No, you used to be able. It's all to just telling you what they have there. No, it's like you used to look in and be like, "Oh, you can get two for one toilet paper at Kroger." Now it's just like, "Hey, we have toilet paper at Kroger." It's like, oh. I know you do. White pages, yellow pages, those were the only thing keeping me on for the last couple of years. Mm-hmm. And now I hear these these environmentalists trying to take those away too. Yep. I mean, what's wh- this world coming to? Yeah, everything's electronicated now sickens me yeah that's uh, that's a big beer you got there 
That yeah. is a tall boy. A tall boy for a tall man. That's you right. You are tall. You're about six foot seven. Yes, six sir. Foot eight. Mm-hmm. Probably the the, the tallest uh, uh, postal man around. I could put mail in all sorts of places. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's correct. Like what? Well, like where? you know, every once in a while, see, you get this smart aleck paper boy cruising on down the street on his bike, first job, you know, earning a couple of nickels. Good for him. Yeah. But they don't know how to throw the goddamn newspapers mm-hmm. to get stuck in trees, up on top of the awnings. Through windows. And that's where it comes in handy being six foot seven. Yeah. Stop by, delivering the bills and the whatnot, the love letters that we used to write. Mm-hmm. And I reach up and pick up newspapers for the folks, too. Is that, I did a community service. Mm-hmm. I provided for this nation. Is that how people used to uh, declare their love to each other? They'd write letters and, ha- and mail them? Mm-hmm, or put them in a bottle. In That's a bottle. how I met my wife. How, you, you put your, your love letter in a bottle, and how'd you get it to her? I sent it on down the river. She <laughs> gave me a call 10 years later. <laughs> Spent 30 happy years together. She's dead now. <laughs> She, she, uh... The iPads took her life. How did that happen? The nurses were too busy playing goddamn Angry Bird. Pay attention <laughs> to her. Is that true? Do I look like a man that tells fibs? No, you really don't. Your wife died because the nurses neglected her from playing Angry Birds on their iPad? They were addicted to that goddamn game. Well, that game's not that popular anymore, so maybe lives have been saved. Yeah, but they move on to something different, don't they? Yeah. Pokemon Go. Yep. Spinning uh, those things around with the ball bearings. With the ball bearings. Well, at least Pokemon Go gets people going out into the community and walking around. I don't care for it. No? I don't care for anything related to technology. So you don't have a cell phone or anything? I don't. I don't believe in it. I have a rotary phone. You know what that is? Yes. I think you might have been in diapers when uh, your parents were still making calls on one of those. Uh, that's actually probably true. Professing their love to one another. <laughs> All this old technology is, is very romantic. It is. I romanticize it, and it's from a romantic period in my life. You don't think that people can send like romantic text messages or emails or phone calls on their cell phones? See, that's part of the problem. What the is technology, it? these these loving messages mm-hmm. get sent through the technology, right? Mm-hmm. And as they become self-aware and they develop the artificial intelligence, these iPods, these iPads, they begin to think mm-hmm. that you're confessing your love to them. What? Next thing you know, my neighbor next door, he tried to marry his goddamn MacBook. That's not real. It sure is, and I don't stand for it. Did he succeed? Yep. You betcha. Thanks a lot, President Obama. <laughs> so, um, so with uh, with all this, do you think that Siri is like the actual voice of like a real AI? Do you know who Siri is? I've heard the tales. Siri is the uh, the assistant that's built into the iPod or the iPhone and iPad and, and Mac. And and tell me. Because I'm sure that you scheduled this little meeting between us using your Surrey. What exactly? No, I, don't, I don't use Apple. <clears throat> Apple products. So you talk to your other phone. Yeah, then. Android. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. What 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 do you get out of that that you couldn't get just writing it down in a planner? Uh, in a planner. Well, you wouldn't be able to get it if I wrote it in a planner. What do you mean I wouldn't be able to get it? You wouldn't know that I would was asking you to be on the show uh. if. Excuse you. What if you mailed me a goddamn letter about it? Well, I had to because you didn't get any of my emails that I sent to you. Which Why do you have an email address in the first place? <sighs> I needed one for Hulu. Mm-hmm. Well, I sent you a letter, but it didn't get to you, so mm-hmm. I had to end up calling you. Mm-hmm. And that's the problem is uh, it seems like nowadays at least, not not talking about the days that you were in, 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 in it 14 years ago, but uh, the mail, mail service oh, – God. This is your third cigarette now, and we—I've been talking to you. You've been for, here for what, forty-five minutes, an hour? I've been talking to you for thirteen minutes, I think. Mm. So, you're not—you're—you're you're, you're not going through. Well, you have a whole carton of cigarettes. How many plan did, did you plan on smoking here? I always come prepared. I got a cooler full of beers too. Yeah, jeez. And you're on your—you're on your second one now. Yep, tall beer for a tall man. Mm-hmm. So, uh. 
the problem is that a lot of mail carriers these days they're or the lot not not them necessarily but the mail system is just not as efficient as instantly sending an email or or a, a text message or a message on Facebook. I beg your pardon. It's just not as efficient. I mean, you get pe- I, I, if I want to ask my girlfriend what she wants for dinner, I it, sending her an sending her an email or sending her a snail mail is it's not going to be efficient because by the time I get home, I, the message will be obsolete because I can just ask her in person and but then dinner would be able to be prepared in time if I send her a text in the middle of the day so I ask her what she wants me to make for dinner then she, then I know what to do why isn't that something that you could plan out in the morning talking to her face to face yeah or what if what about like if I'm uh, uh, say I ha- I'm going to be late alright uh, I'm going to uh, I'm not going to be able to make it home tonight I have something else that came up how do I do that through snail mail well, back in my day, what I did <coughs> was I had a pocket full of quarters, and I'd find myself a payphone. Oh. You familiar with those? Yeah, but what if she's out and about? Well, then you're just going to have to leave a message. She'll get to you when she gets to you. Why has everything got to be so goddamn urgent these days? We live That's in a fast what I say. world. I don't. You don't. What do you do all day? Well, you're pretty much looking at it. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, I go on. Uh, there's a there's a retired post office uh, mailing list. Mm-hmm. You know, and I have my correspondence. I write letters. Uh, you know, we really uh, appreciate one another's penmanship. Mm-hmm. Is something that we uh, we often work on. We have meetups. You know, um, and I'm thinking about. Going into the schools and teaching kids cursive. Cursive? Mm-hmm. Well, kids don't really... we People don't really use cursive anymore. Exactly. <clears throat> You're romantic about cursive handwriting, too? I sure as shit am. All them loops and swirls, you can tell a lot about a man and a woman <laughs> by her handwriting. <laughs> what, what? Like what? Well, you know, uh, the amount of loops might tell you a little bit about uh, that person's charisma mm. for example uh, you know if you're writing on a certain slant maybe that person uh, has got a secret that they ain't telling you Ooh. right like they're like italicizing everything they're saying so right you know mm-hmm. uh, so there, there's Do you a know lo- what italicizing means I had a typewriter oh, <laughs> I don't think typewriters had italics in mm, they could have <laughs> put them ribbons on a slant you know <laughs> So, uh, yep. Yep. Mm. Is that, uh, is that a good high life you got there? Uh, it's just about as good as the last one. That's for sure. You drink, young man? Uh, yeah, I do. Oh. Occasionally. Mm, okay. Not, do you, do you drink every day? Uh, yep. Every morning, every evening. Mm. It's just a way of life. Yeah. But you don't drink in the middle of the day? Mm, no. Well, it's I'm the usually, middle of the day right now. I'm usually napping. Usually napping throughout the day? Mm-hmm. That's your fourth cigarette. <sighs> Counting cigarettes. How, how does your throat feel? Uh, you know, it feels uh, it feels a little rough around the edges. But uh, some of my favorite artists and musicians kind of got that gravelly voice to them. You Tom Waits and Bob Dylan. Uh, I I don't care for Mr. Dylan. No. Uh, but Tom Waits I like. I like that, you know, he sounds kind of like he's been chewing up gravel and spiders and things <laughs> like that. Uh, you know, and that really speaks to me. Leonard Cohen's another good one. Yeah, he is very good. Well, mm. he was good before mm. he croaked. Mm-hmm. How do you, why do you think Leonard Cohen died? Probably the iPads. Yep. <laughs> yep. So uh, tell me a little bit about, you You were delivering mail for a long time, mm. 40 years. Mm-hmm. You must have some kind of wild stories about delivering mail. Like, what? Uh, what are some... Things that you uh, interesting characters you might have run into, interesting scenarios. Well, I'll tell you what, young man, I was very popular with the ladies. Really? Ladies love a man in uniform, mm-hmm. <clears throat> and uh, I had many mistresses. Really? On my route, uh, they would be. Even though you were married. 
Yes, that's mm-hmm. why they were mistresses. Yeah. Mm-hmm. There was a certain number of indiscretions, sure, but, you know, it was a more romantic time. Yeah. And so that <laughs> so was that was just, expected of a man back then, I think. You could just go around and, and, and sleep with whoever you felt like? Well... You know, I tried to have some some grace, some tact to it. Mm-hmm. If I knew that I was delivering bad news, for example, right? If I saw bills that happened to be second, third notice, mm-hmm. you know, then I'd I'd provide a little company. Mhm. Mhm. And that went over well. Yeah, it was uh was real real good. Uh, you know, I had a I had a <coughs> lot of lot of good adventures on my routes back in the day, and you know, all all fifty states too. Did your wife ever find out? Uh, she did. And how'd that go? Well, uh, put her in the hospital. <laughs> Which is when she died. Yep, yep. She, uh, she had a heart attack, and, uh, I was there by her side. The nurses were playing on those iPods. And, yep, that's, uh, that's when I lost her. I'm sorry. I'm sorry about that. Do you feel any regret? For what? For cheating on her for all those years. Well, it wasn't me that killed her. It was the iPods. <laughs> so uh, with the iPods being uh, artificial intelligence, and, mm-hmm. uh, you think they're going to take over the world? Well, it's not so much that I'm worried about them um, taking over the world, but taking our jobs, mm-hmm. demanding independence and just going about acting like they're equal to man man made an iPad man yes. man made the MacBook but also a man created those and that man had a job correct but so now you, they're building themselves are they I've seen yeah that's how it works the iPad 6 made the iPad 7 really mm-hmm they'd self-taught self-driving cars are you not familiar do you not keep up on that computer of yours that fancy all-in-one number this is an reading iMac. reading the blogs yeah the cars are driving themselves yeah, the but, ipads but are making man, themselves they're man successors built that car mm-hmm. the first one and now the car is building itself is that real mm-hmm. pretty <laughs> sure Saw it on a documentary. I saw a preview for a documentary the other day mm-hmm. it was called detroit become human Oh. And in this documentary, they're showing how these androids that we built mm-hmm. to do labor are starting to demand equal rights. They're flipping over cars, spray painting buildings. We're in Detroit right now. Wake up, son. This is happening right outside our windows. I think that uh, that Detroit Become Human trailer <sighs> that you saw was for a video game. I'm sorry. What is a video game? Uh, like a like a it's a game that you play on like your TV. Like the Angry Birds? Like Angry Birds but on your TV. I uh, never heard of like Mario mm, or Sonic or I got a brother named Mario. <laughs> never heard of the Xbox or the PlayStation or <sighs> Nintendo? Nintendo they made uh trading cards, I believe. <laughs> Just play a good game of euchre with those, you know. Um, yeah, that was a long time ago that Nintendo was making trading cards. But look up the documentary Detroit Become Human. It's happening out there. <laughs> Again, I think that's a video game. Okay, well. So I don't think it's real. Mm. <laughs> there's no real androids that exist. Well, I mean the phones, but there's no human cyborg androids that exist. How do you know that for certain, though? Well, I, 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 I walk around the world and... Well, I guess I don't know if if anyone else is an android. You don't know if I'm an android. Correct. You might as well be. You told me I was going to be on AM radio, and here I am on a podcast. Mm-hmm. Tricking me. I don't think I told you you were going to be on AM radio. Mm-hmm. Well, you know, I got a ham radio in my garage. What's a ham radio? Ham radio is a uh, way of life more than it is a radio. You see, I, I have friends... Uh, in the ham radio community, we chit chat with uh, one another. You know, you got your sign offs, your call letters. Uh, it's 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 a real uh, genuine hobby, and uh, it's something that the androids can't touch. Mm. It's a it's on a frequency that they can't access. Mm. 
and that's why I communicate on ham radio. So if it, what do we do? What can we do to stop the uh, since since the world is so engrossed and involved in surrounded by all this technology and stuff how do we stop it well we need to get rid of it every last piece but our, it, it's, it's woven into the fabric of our society at this point things can be unwoven young man you think so i've seen life life is cyclical things come and go mm-hmm. right first we had the car then people are saying maybe you're better off walking are they saying that it's good for your health ain't it it is good for your health, but, I mean, it's kind of hard to walk from Detroit to Grand Rapids. Well. Take a, take eight days, what I hear. And you might learn a little something about yourself along the way. Now, what I say we do is we get rid of the iPads, the iPods, the Mac Minis, the Big Mac. and <laughs> Big Mac. That's food. Uh, yeah, well, that's another problem for another day. I hear all them jobs are getting automated, too. They are. You walk inside of McDonald's and push a goddamn button. Mm-hmm. There's no people-to-people interaction anymore. It's sad. Mm-hmm. So we need to get rid of all of it. And eventually, we'll be writing letters. We'll be putting messages in a bottle. You might even meet the love of your life. <laughs> well, uh... That's that that that's possible, but I feel like a lot of people are meeting the love of their lives like on the uh, through their phone through maybe Tinder or OkCupid or or Match dot com, Bumble, all different apps and stuff that you use to find love through an internet. I feel like finding the person. You talking about love in a computer? No, I'm finding talking about finding love through the computer, using the computer as a medium to meet another person. Then it knows all about you. It knows where you live, where you stay, what you eat. What's wrong with that? Having a computer know all them things? Yeah. You said that you're not worried about them taking over or hurting us. Well, I'm not worried about them overthrowing society, Mm -hmm. but I'm worried about them being a detriment to society. I've told you already, they took my job and they killed my wife. (laughs) I feel like I feel like you're misplace you're misplacing a lot of blame on on these devices with those things. Explain. I think you're overestimating the amount of of effect that the iPods had on you losing your job. Well, I did drink a lot in the mail truck. Yeah. That might have had a lot to do with it. Did you smoke a lot on the job too? Yeah, but that wasn't exactly frowned upon back uh, you know, when I was delivering mail. Yeah, but I mean drinking and driving is definitely a a big problem. Yeah, thanks, Obama. Mm-hmm. And uh, if you thought about, <laughs> if you think about the fact that your wife, uh, you know, initially had her heart attack because uh, you told her that you were cheating on her for thirty years, that might have had a lot to do with it. Maybe less to do with iPods. So you're saying the root of my problems is alcoholism and infidelity, I think and that, not iPods and iPads. I think that's possible. I think you're full of shit. Well, thank you so much for being on the show today, Jeff. It's been a real pleasure, sir. It has uh, it has been a suffocating experience, to say the least. Uh, where? <coughs> oof. Yep. Make, make sure you guys go and support Poncho Via Skull this Friday at the Pontiac, and or the, at at the Pike Room in Pontiac. Make sure you find them on Bandcamp and Facebook and Twitter. And here once again is Poncho Via Skull. See you guys next week. Bye bye. <laughs>
Michael Dupree Variety Hour is recorded in WAYN Radio Studio. Please remember to subscribe and review the show on iTunes if you're so inclined. And if you would like to find us on social media, you can follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at Michael Dupree VH. The theme song for the Michael Dupree Variety Hour is Don't Weigh Me Down by Broadcast 2000. Thank you so much for listening. See you next week.